Hello, welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge, season 36, Double Agents, episode four, entitled Duplicity. Ooh. So this episode begins with the previously on where Josh and Devin are fighting. They're yelling at each other. They're just kind of setting up the idea that Devin is causing issues in the house. Um, We see a little clip on this previously on that I don't think we saw on the actual episode, Nick. And that is when Devin yells at Josh, what's eight times nine? Do you remember that? I, I do remember him yelling that at him last episode. I just really love that. It's such a shitty move um, and also something that i couldn't answer in in a, in a heated moment let alone a relaxed one <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I really feel like Devin is thriving as a villain i mean this episode last episode it's really uh Devin was ready and raring to go on this season um i think he felt uh the fact that he was taken off this show for certain reasons i don't really understand why do you know why he wasn't on the show the past couple of seasons just Casting choices? I think casting. I think that he had that, you know, he had a really poor showing the last time. I think it really turned people off. And it, Could it possibly be that Bananas says he wasn't going to do it if Devin was going to be on the show? And as soon as Bananas wasn't on the show, Devin came back? Do you think that has any credence? I mean, that's a fair theory. It could be. I mean, I had not heard that from anywhere. It just kind of seems apparent to me. But yeah, Devin is solidifying himself as an evil genius on the show. Actually, no. I'm not going to... He did... I mean, spoiler alert, he has a couple of wins here um, in a row, uh, but... You know, he's not an g- evil genius. He is v- villainous and really reality star ready. And I really saw a little bit of what I saw from his season of Are You the One in uh, tonight's episode or last night's episode. You saw a twinkle of his old self. A little bit. A little bit. So in this previously on, we also learned that Nicole has gone home. She is unfit to continue. Unfortunately, this previously on did not touch on the fact that last week Nicole saw a clearly edited clip of the Wendy Williams show. um, And Nicole thought that Wendy Williams was talking about her, even though it is like one of the worst Photoshop jobs I've ever seen. And yes, I have reread Nicole's tweet and I have watched that clip numerous times. Yeah, she. Yeah, she thought that Wendy was calling this person annoying or this unlikable. person is unlikable. Like, she's like, I didn't catch the whole show, but I did see that unlikable clip. And wow, like you don't know anything about me. How dare you? Unbelievable. Do you think that? I, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the Photoshop job even covers her like Wendy's arm in yeah. the clip, which is just wouldn't happen on the show. It's Nicole unreal. has previously um, since then she has come and said like, "Oops, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why I was fooled by that." You know, she uses the term "fake news," which I personally can't wait until that is retired. Um, but I just did find this uh, to be really funny and. And I know that it's not on the show. Why would MTV cover it? But I do think everyone who watches the challenge should know that Nicole was duped by one of the worst Photoshop uh, jobs I've ever seen. <laughs> also, we learned on this previously on that um, at the end of the episode, Devin beats Wes, sends him home, is given the option to have a new partner and decides to infiltrate and steal Tori from Corey. So Corey and Tori are no longer. It is now Tori and Devin. A lot of moves, a lot of waves being created by Devin in the previous episode. Let's see if he can follow it up. Back at the house. This episode opens with Devin walking into the house. He's gloating. He's so excited. He has won. He has sent Wes home. He's talking to his new partner, Tori. He says, we need to have a team bonding exercise. Let's drink beer. And then in an interview, he says, I went from the bottom of the barrel to the top of the world. In an interview quickly following that, we get Josh, who was his nemesis last episode, saying, enjoy it while you have it, buddy. Uh, Yeah, Josh, always lurking ready to pounce and argue with somebody. I mean, Josh is is in rare form this season, too. Josh seems a little off this season, to me, to be honest. I, I was asking Ashley if he looked, looks like he bulked up or something. But, I mean, we were all stuck in quarantine, you know, so including him. And uh, I, I 
you know, there there could have been some depression eating when you found out that he wasn't going to be on the Big Brother season because he had a false positive. He just looks a little, like, thick for even Josh, don't you think? Wait a minute. Was it a false positive? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, he wasn't. Neither of them, neither uh, Casey nor um, Josh had coronavirus oh. is what was reported. Wow. But they had tested positive, and it turns out that they were false false positives. And one of them probably tested positive, and they, since they were rooming together, like they yeah. had lived together, so um, they probably couldn't have either of them. And, and who knows? People are, you know, and rightfully so, people are keeping, like, the results of that stuff kind of under wraps as much as they can. So, what a different season it would have been. Um, yeah, yeah, no, Josh has bulked up. Yeah, he looks, like, uncomfortable, too, a little bit as he walks around. <laughs> Nick was doing an impression of him walking that really it had me dying last night. I can't explain it except for it just kind of looked like a bloated rooster kind of walking around the hen house. It's kind of like there's a thing when, like, really, like, Josh is a big guy. Like, he's probably, like, what, 6'4 or something. And he's he's a thick dude. Um, he's not fat, but he's, like, thick. And uh, he's not... He's not jacked either, you know? So he's kind of lives in this world of just like a big, hulking, long guy. And those guys' muscles and bones kind of ache, and it takes a while to kind of get it to work. And, and you got to stretch a lot when you're that big. And when you're living in the challenge house, kind of eating poorly and beating up your body, you probably wake up and are a little stiff. Mm. And Josh has this stiff rooster walk that he does when he walks around the house. And it gets worse when he's like kind of drunk and eating at night after the club. And we see that at, at one point in this episode. That brings us to the hot tub, where, where we have Tori, Fessy, and Anissa in the hot tub talking about Devin specifically the fact that Tori is now partnered with Devin she tells them hey I told Devin there's no shot in hell I'm running a final with you so this animosity between Tori and Devin it's going to play out throughout this episode Um, it seems to me to be a little for the cameras at times we'll get to some scenes that they have where they're really playing up how much they find the other one so annoying and it's like okay but you guys still seem to like each other and have each other's back ultimately and we'll see that like I said play out in this episode um then we get a a little interview from anisa who is saying tori and i have become very close she's my number one in this house then we get an interview from big t who as far as i can tell is not in the hot tub with them so i found this interesting that they they're you know going back and forth between the hot tub scene and interviews but they bring in this big t interview which really just goes to um show you how what a good job Big T is doing in interviews that she is being brought in to be in an interview in a segment that she's not even a part of. It's interesting. What does she say in that interview? She says, I have my eyes on them. I'm watching Anissa and Tori. Mm. Then we see Fessy in the hot tub um, giving Tori a talk, you know, kind of giving her a pep talk about her abilities and not to worry about Devin. And then in an interview, Fessy says he has a real connection with Tori. So here's some stuff that has been rumored uh, preseason. Why Jordan and Tori have publicly called off their engagement. And uh, no one has come out and said it, but there was rumors based on people, probably leaks of the challenge, that there's possibly a romantic thing going on with Tori and Fessy. Now, we don't really see that on this episode, but it is alluded to, uh, and I guess, would you say, previewed um, by uh, the interviews that Fessy gives throughout this entire episode. Fessy's storyline in the in the first three quarters of this 90-minute episode is talking about how he's vibing with Tori. He really likes Tori. Last season, he really likes Tori, and uh, but he'd never do anything because Tori has a man back home. But last season, the man was on the show, but this season, he's not. So he's able to kind of hang out with her a little bit more. Nothing from Tori. You don't get anything from Tori. I mean, you see them hanging out. Um, you know, and they're in the hot tub. They're not like canoodling, but they're they're together and they're talking. But nothing interview-wise from Tori that says that uh, she's reciprocating or even knows about uh, Fessy's feelings. Um, I just want to speak on a couple of things you mentioned. You said no one has talked about it. I, I will say Tori has multiple times discussed it on her Instagram, oh, okay. saying that there are rumors going around. They're absolutely false. Oh, I right. never, ever cheated on Jordan. Um, and then there just seems to be some blurriness with Fessy's timeline. You know, I don't want to get into what these people are doing off the show, but they did take a vacation together recently, almost 
um, immediately after the show premiered, I think. It was like maybe the same week. I don't really know the dates, but I do know there's some overlap and there are people who are saying, huh, this is fishy. But Tori is adamantly saying on all of her social media um, that nothing happened at all. I never cheated on Jordan. And you know what? This hot tub scene, she's not giving him anything. She's not sitting next. I mean, they're they're sitting next to each other, but far apart. She she cheers as him, but she cheers as everyone. You know, she's not flirting with him. She is talking to him and treating him exactly like she's talking to and treating Anissa, who is equal distance away from her as Fessy is. So I'm, I don't see these two doing anything um, that... Ugh, so that is suspect. You know, I do see this interview with Fessy where he says that he has a connection to her. And more importantly, I think for challenge viewers, we see this interview with Corey, which follows, who says there's definitely something going on with these two. I don't know what it is, but you can see they're working together. So Corey's kind of giving us a, a feeling of a scoop here in this interview. That brings us to the next morning. Devin is yawning. Teresa in the hall pulls Jay aside and says, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if they start targeting you. Like, heads up. And Jay says in an interview, so far this season, I've been floating by. And I don't know how much longer that's going to last. Teresa says to Jay, everything is about to get shady. Why do you suspect she says this to Jay about warning him? I think she knows how things go. I think she benefits from being on this show and in a way that Jay doesn't. And I think she knows that Jay is going to eventually come up on the chopping block. And I think she's just getting him ready for when that does happen. So um, she does say in this, like, I don't think Anissa or Fessy would. I don't think Anissa or Fessy would, but who knows? Everybody's shady. Um, I, ha I have a piece of information from listening to three quarters of the Tori and Nisa podcast because they, oh. they pop their things out like at midnight because they're clearly getting screeners because it's affiliated with the show. So they're uh. watching it like the day before and which is some uh, the dream to be able to drop that first challenge podcast. Uh, I mean, recap. not we tried, to, we not tried to let at one you point. guys not to give you too much information. But when Nick worked for MTV, we would get the episodes beforehand. And so we were able to watch them. Just I, yeah, a little bit, a before. little bit, but um. Anyway, so w I listened to that when I woke up this morning, um, just because Nelson is on the show, and I love Nelson, so I wanted to hear Nelson. I don't listen to all of these, um, but I did get some information specifically about Teresa, and uh, they didn't want to, you know, show their hand because they know what happens. Tori and Anissa mm. were on the fucking show, so they yeah. know. But uh, Teresa, I think, is going to ha have a bigger part in in future uh, episodes of this show which I'm glad because we have talked about how we have not seen much of her yet but there are so many people she's giving Jay this information later we're going to get it that's why I asked you about Big T what she had said there later we're going to get an interview from Big T who makes a comment and I'll, I'll point it out when you get to it um, and Tori and Anissa let you know on this challenge podcast that they never spoke to Big T about this. They were speaking pretty freely in front of Teresa at the beginning of this game, and Teresa was leaking a lot of information out to the rest of the rookies and people who are not vet well, people who are not veterans. Mm. You know, Big T's not a rookie, but like basically saying like we spoke to Big T, but never about game. And we realized I only said this one thing to Fessy and Anissa. Teresa was in the room, and then all of a sudden the entire house knew about this. So I think this J information is because Teresa is able is in a bedroom and be able to infiltrate some of the vets' conversations. Wow! And then is kind of uh, letting 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 it out here and there. So it it comes in a bigger. It's a bigger point to be made later when what actually ends up developing on this show develops. And I'll talk about that then. But uh, it, sometimes it pays to listen to the Challenge podcast. The Sum official challenge podcast. Summing up this Teresa J interaction, we get a um, interview from Josh, who says, "Hey, it's weird with Jay. My relationship with Jay is unknown. I don't know if I can fully trust him. I mean, and that's just kind of foreshadowing to the max because Josh is not in this conversation. I'm like, why is he being brought in? 
he's is he giving us is he sh- shedding some light on Jay's personality? No, he's just saying I don't know what our relationship is. Then we see um, my favorite gals alliance in the bunks. We've got Amber B, Liv, Big T, and they're all talking. Liv has a, her arm still in a sling, and she says she's waiting on results for her arm. That night, we see Devin talking to Big T, Kyle, and Amber. They're in this like circular area sitting around, and Devin um, asks Big T to tell her origin story. He's like, what's, you know, what's your background? What, what's your story about? And she tells this really um, emotionally, it, it, she wasn't super emotional, but she caused me to feel emotional. Uh, emotionally charged, I guess, is the language that I'm trying to use. Story about her past and about both of her parents passing and about being adopted and how she ended up in England. And it was um, it was a poignant moment. It was a very human moment on the show. I do like when the MTV includes these little glimpses into our char- into my favorite player's character. I like when they did it with Cam when she was talking about you know, her family's history. Yeah, we got to learn more about uh, Big T and, like, what drives her. And it's uh, a heartbreaking but uh, incredible story of perseverance. Um, I mean, basically, we find out that both her parents died before the age of 20. Like, her fir- her mother died when she was, like, 8, and her dad died when she was, like, 14, and she got not even adopted. Cause... I think it was... I, I, got, I think those ages... Well, I don't really know the ages, but I think her dad died, like, right after she was born, and then her mom died when she was 4. I don't think so because okay. her dad, we the whole thing was her out. dad, her dad gifted her to her. Uh, I thought her mom gifted her to her sister. Okay, listen, clearly we don't need to get caught up yeah. in the semantics here, but just know that like we got a glimpse into Big T. We appreciated it. We know now that Big T, you know, she comes across as very happy-go-lucky. Maybe you could watch Big T and say this person's never experienced hardship just because she approaches everything so positively. But here we are. She's really, we're seeing that she's completely, um, she, she's, had, she's had a very... In, intense human experience both of her parents have passed and then Devin says you know I think about my dad every day and in an interview by the way Devin's dad has passed and in an interview he says I respect people who have gone through struggles and come back stronger then after this moment Devin starts harassing Amber M I don't know why but it's just like they're having this moment and then Devin's like I like you Big T I like you Kyle Amber M I think you should leave is basically what he says and in an interview he says I don't like Amber M and then back at the couch he starts telling her she's ruining the night and in an interview with Amber she says all of a sudden he has a pair of balls I don't know what's going on that's when my Nick Maritato looks at me and he says if I was in this show I'd be Devin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what is going on? I couldn't be more confused. We went from this touching moment to what Devin, Devin appears to just be harassing Amber for no reason to Nick saying that that is him. So explain yourself. Well, which part? Do you want me to explain the part with me? I think I'll, I'll, I'll dip into the Devin and then I'll, I'll enlighten you on what I, I meant by my comment. So Devin, first of all, upon thinking about this, you know, it's like, why did he do this? Okay, Big T, who is uh, Big T's partner is CT, right? Uh, We find out later that Devin is protecting CT. He actually runs to CT at some point, and we'll go over it and kind of uh, talks game with him. Like, here's what I think I want to do. So that's how I knew that they were kind of aligned. Well, they're smoking buddies. Yeah, Kyle is also on the bottom of the house with Devin. Um, uh, his partner is Cam, but he is aligned with Devin, was aligned with Wes, and he made that very apparent in his big uh, second episode. Um, uh, Amber is aligned with Nelson, who is aligned with Corey, who is aligned with Fessy, who is aligned with the people who want Devin out of the house. So he's looking at Amber like, fuck you, you're the part of the team and part of the house that uh, wants me out, and I'm going to treat you like shit, so get the fuck out of here. Um, and that's basically Devin's demeanor throughout this entire season so far is the people who are trying to get me out of the house, I want them to fucking die. You know, that's kind of his thought process. He's being vicious with Josh, with Amber here. He is being cutthroat um, when it comes to his demeanor. He doesn't even want to play fun, nice guy politics in the house with them. He just wants to get in their head, be mean to them and get reactions out of them. 
and he really lays it on thick here. I mean, it's fucking cruel. Um, and to just do this to somebody, I mean, and I hate to even say, but she's a, you know, she's a girl. She's a woman, you know? I mean, to, to speak that way to a woman like that uh, is is off-putting to, to watch. It immediately pits... It, pits your your humanity against uh, everything that Devin is saying. And so you want to go, oh, Devin, what the fuck are you doing? This is harsh to see you speak to a woman this way. Uh, then uh, my brain goes to strategy and to what's going on and that every moment in this uh, house is a game. And Devin is not a physical threat. I mean, we see this people talking about it all, you know, right after this, you hear Corey like telling like Amber, like no one's scared of Devin. Ha ha ha. No one's scared of Devin. That's why Devin has to play this way. You can play two ways when you're not the physical beast. You can be carried by a bunch of physical beasts as a number. And eventually when it comes down to it, cut or brought along as a goat, maybe who's not going to win if it's like a jury vote and it's not the challenge, but, um, or, you can be maniacal and try to uh, incite people in the house in order to get them off their game and ultimately maybe get them to fucking throw a punch and leave the house. I mean, that is a way to eliminate people from this show. Historically, it has worked. Mm -hmm. So if I was Devin, I am not I am not Corey. I am not Nelson. I am not CT. I am not Fessy. I am not going to do well in this game in the challenges. What I am going to do well is out talking people mm. in the house and manipulating people in the house um, because mm, mm, I'm thinking in, in those terms. I'm not a guy who's going into the challenge and being like, I just have to win every challenge, win every daily and just make sure that I'm on top. I'm a guy who's going to go, okay, I'm going to lose most most of these dailies and I'm going to play in the middle of the house. And if I find myself in the majority, then we'll play it that way. But if I'm in the minority, I have to start clawing at people's eyes. You know what? That makes total sense. And I understand where you're coming from. I also looked up the big T information and I realized what was going on. We There's a lot of ages here, which I think we I got confused and you got confused. But I just want to set it straight. So her her dad passed when she was 17. But before her, before that, her mom passed when she was eight. And since her father didn't want her to watch her mother die from cervical cancer, she was adopted when she was four. So that's where that's the full I was story. Right. You were right. You were right, babe. Congrats. And I didn't even take notes. Well, anyway, it's a f tragic story. But the fact that Big T is, uh, you know. Such an incredible person. I mean, I think this is um, a test, a testament to the perseverance in her life. And uh, I hate to say it, I hate to be a, a weakling, but just hearing a little bit about her story made me like her a lot more. And uh, it worked with Fessy too last season, although uh, it seems to be wearing off. So that brings us to a little montage of people working out, and then we see Amber in the middle of a Corey and Nelson little sandwich. She's talking to the two of them. She's telling them about what happened with Devin. And now that's when Corey says what Nick said, which is like, don't worry, and nobody's scared of Devin. But Nelson, you can tell, Nelson gets a little flicker in his eyes. Oh, God, his cape's coming out. He gets pissed off, okay? He said, you should have come and woken me up. And then in an interview, he says, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. He goes to the guy's bunks. He wakes up Devin. He's like, what's this about? Amber was crying. First off, why did these guys always show up to the other guy? And they say, you're making her cry. This is what Josh did to CT. With and, Casey. And then cut, they always cut back to the person who they're talking about. And that person's like eating a sandwich. Yeah. Like laughing. Is that just what men do? They just uh, like try and manipulate each other well, with using women's emotions? Because they have to. You have to make it give credence to the reason why I'm com confronting you right now and to just be like you're the person told on me and said that you were being mean to them it's like who fucking cares like yeah. it's like but if you amp it up you got to amp it up and embellish a little crying. bit they were crying cuz then it's like who would what animal would make a make a, a poor woman cry devin is asleep and he's not really entertaining this he's like he said this made me laugh because you got to come back in here with a different energy yeah <laughs> i love that and he really was sleeping you know he was hungover like yeah. And yeah. Nelson, you know, Nelson seems like a guy, it doesn't matter how many beers he drinks, he's getting up at about 9 a.m. And, and lifting some weights. So uh, Devin does not seem like that type of guy. Also, Nelson was sleeping while this was happening. So, you know, Devin may maybe went to sleep. It did seem like Amber, Kyle, 
Big T and Devin were the only people up at that hour of the night in the house. So, um, yes, this was a fun scene. And eventually I was like, boy, Nelson, I mean, this would get me really mad if I was Nelson trying to get a reaction or get conversation. Because Devin says, when I'm ready to talk to you, we can have this discussion. Yes, I mean, that would get me so mad. And I was like, oh, Nelson's just going to pop this guy in the head on his top bunk. But instead, Nelson took the beat and just looked at him and was like, I'm very disappointed. He was like, I'm very disappointed in you. Don't speak to people like that. That's, yeah. That's immature. And then he walked out or whatever. In an interview, Devin says, here's what's going on. Amber is trying to get me thrown under the bus. But what's really happening is she just put a target on Nelson and I'm going to get you both thrown in. Right. And, and specifically, Devin says she's going around and trying to get all of the guys against me. Well, what I'm going to do is make sure that her and her partner go home. And uh, it's very speci- a very specific goal. You know, when you're when you're on your um, uh, you're, you're doing your uh, vision board and oh, that was uh, eh, never mind from a different podcast. <laughs> But uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Married at First Sight. And Ashley uh, decided she was really in into one of the guys on there because he did have a vision board. Yep. But you know when you have your vision board and, and, and you're not supposed to be like, well, I want to be successful. You have to be like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire because I sell yachts. You know, specific. you got to be super specific. Well, uh, Devin is super specific. He's like, I am going to get these two thrown out. Like, that's my goal. It's not like I'm going to persevere or you shouldn't say that and I'll be watching. It's like, I want these two out of the fucking house and it's amber's fault um super specific goals so we'll see what happens that brings us to the daily which is called mission drone control now we've had one daily on this season so far that has broken two people's arms and that being said this might have been the worst daily of all time <laughs> this I, yeah this episodes yep i could not believe it it's uh you got you go down into a lava tunnel which is cool but you the the two partners are supposed to work together one flies the drone while the other uses vr goggles to um tell you where to fly the drone and then they see a special code once they memorize that code, they come back, they use a code breaker, and then they have a certain, they get a, another code, and, and it's just no one could do it. No one could freaking do it. Yeah, we can, we can save this entire uh, recap of this part because everybody crashes their drone except for the team of Tori and Devin. Wow. I'm so sorry. Before we got into that, we should have said that when they all line up, TJ tells Michi that he's a rogue agent, and Liv is not medically cleared. Right. This is the big news here. Liv is gone. Liv is off the show. So, I mean, the last daily uh, uh, took, was it the last one or the one before that? I think it was the last one. I right? think it was the one before that. Well, whatever. The when they're one. on the truck throwing last each other one. off yeah, the Nicole truck with the explosions, Liv. Nicole and Liv both like broke their arms, basically. And for such a lame daily. I yeah. mean, no one should ever be breaking their arms, but, and not to harp on this point, but can they all stop wearing all black? I don't know who is who. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Liv's going home. Liv's I think Liv will home, be back. And we I didn't even fun. get we didn't even get an exit interview. Nah, Pissed me it's off. Weird. And they have ninety minutes. They couldn't do something. Whatever. But anyway, that was the big news from there because literally everybody crashed their drone except for Tori and Devin. So by default, Tori and Devin win. Mm -hmm. And it was fun watching Tori and Devin work together. I mean, they had built up a storyline of them being like frenemies. uh, But what we find here is Tori is is a physical beast. Um, and Devin is smart, uh, so they put their, the brains and the brawn together, and maybe they're the perfect team. Um, and what I find interesting here is the two of them like each other. They clearly, clearly. like each other, but they have to play this frenemy thing up yeah. because that is the storyline, and they're smart. And also, who knows, it might lead to them being asked back on future challenges that have some sort of frenemy-style uh, stipulation. So it's always good to play up who your enemies are and who your friends are um and they work very well together and um you know they're con and, and during their uh their their victory they're kind of uh, shitting on each other but also giving each other accolades and it's it's fun to watch um i mean it's interesting to to to, to see it i mean devin by all accounts is the villain here but once again um not to restate something i did last episode he's the villain here but he is at the bottom of the heap so it's tough for me not to want to see him persevere because Every the majority of the house hates him, and so it's like the 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 sniveling uh, lunatics Kyle and uh, 
and and Devin, who are kind of shitty to people and 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 just kind of sarcastic and mean sometimes, they're at the bottom. So I'm kind of wanting to see them persevere at this point in the game. And so I I enjoyed seeing this win. I I don't really have feelings about Tori. I, I feel like Tori's in the middle of the house. What, how did you feel when they won? Were you happy about this? Mm, I felt neutral. I felt same. I was. I. I, I thought it was going to be a little more interesting with who they picked to put in because I thought that they were in different camps. Well, but they're clearly working together we'll get as to they that should. Get, let's not put the cart before the horse. I have a question for you though. Do you feel like I feel? for the Devin story here? I do. Like, are you like, oh, like I kind of want to see the underdog kind of take over the house in a way. Yeah, I'd like to see Devin continue to... I don't want to see him win. Right. Well, I you don't do. want to see him win. You want to see him get to the end, maybe. Yeah. Or at least I'd like persevere to see enough him. where it shakes the house up, right? Of course. You know, it's kind of like uh, he's an anti-hero in a way. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you know, you pull for Kenny Powers to... to, to to persevere in in eastbound and down now devin's no kenny powers Mm -mm. but you know kenny powers is a piece of shit but Mm -hmm. for some reason you you want him to keep winning because it's kind of fun to see him keep winning so um yeah uh kudos to the tory and devin team i think it's pretty awesome that like this is all don't you find it crazy that this is an unscripted show and yet events like this unfold Mm -hmm. to where we had the last episode where it was such a heavy devin he beats wes he rips a team apart he throws the house into turmoil by picking Tori. They go into the next challenge talking about how they fucking hate each other and Tori's like, I'll never run a challenge with this guy or run a final with this guy. And then we get to the next episodes daily and they're the literally the only ones able to complete it because they are the perfect match when it comes to this style elimination or whatever. It's it's It seems written, um, but it's not, which is uh, is is the magic of of reality tv and the challenge is this the magic of reality tv or is life just more interesting than fantasy well you could write this you could write it yeah it's not (laughs) so after tj announces that they have won we get a series of interviews the first one is from amber m and she says i already know i'm going to be the house vote now let us remind you here that last week was a guy's elimination so Theoretically, this week is going to be a gal's elimination, but two women have gone home due to injuries. So we don't really know what the challenge, a.k.a. TJ, a.k.a. Viacom, is going to do here. Amber's interview is followed by a Josh interview where he says, I hope to God the elimination is physical. And then we get a Tory interview saying, what are we going to do now that we have power? Because Devin and I want to do two completely different things. Things. Yeah, she claims she hasn't even thought about what they'd do until this very moment. So yeah. it, uh, you know, she, she, who knows what's going to happen. Back at the house, we have Tori talking to Anissa, and she's saying, I want to go against little Amber, who is Amber M. Tori wants to put herself in and go up against Amber M and get her gold skull. Tori, in an interview, says, I don't understand what we're doing here. I don't understand why the strong players aren't taking out the weak players. Like, what is happening? That should be our goal. And in an interview. Well, because what we saw is that Cam proclaimed that anybody who has a chance of winning this game or who has won this game already needs to go home. Yeah. So the precedent was not layups slash rookies first and then we'll take each other out. The precedent was. Let's take out CT and Ashley. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's that's what's going on here. I found it to be an odd way to approach this game as well. Um, but, you know, we haven't heard much from Cam in the past couple episodes, so I'm not too sure that this is still the party line. Mm-hmm. Um, we get an interview from Big T saying, like, Tori's running around saying that she wants to take out the weak players. I don't know what how she thinks she's coming across, but I and what I'm seeing, I don't like. I'm over it. This is the quote that was cited um, on this Anissa Tory challenge ah. podcast. No one ever told Big T this. They were confused on how she knew that. She they never spoke about that in front of her, and they realized they had only talked about that in front of Anissa, Fessy, and 
Teresa mm. overheard. So Teresa went around and told the whole house that Tori's coming after weak players. Mm. And uh, if you think about it, it's pretty smart, right? Because she's not aligned with vets. Um, she's aligned with Jay. Jay is basically a rookie when it comes to this game. And why not keep the rookies around, align with the rookies, and then Teresa can probably beat most of these rookies when it comes down to it. Yeah. So it's a smart game move from her, and we're not seeing anything from her. She's like sleuthing around in the shadows, not getting an edit, uh, controlling uh, the thought process behind the rookies. So interesting. I I'm very, now they've intrigued, they've piqued my interest on Teresa. I'm going to be, my eyes are open, and I'm going to be watching Teresa sleuth around the shadows. In an interview, Anissa says, hey, if Tori wants to go down into the ring and get her gold skull, she should go get it. Then we see Devin and CT, a.k.a. Smoke Buddies, smoking and talking, and they're clearly strategizing here. Derek and um, Devin in an interview says, I went from zero to hero. And then Devin is saying to CT, I want to take out people who have wronged me, and I want to take out people from Big Brother. Yeah. That is um, his plan. His plan. I mean, and it's not, uh, you know, not a hard plan to decipher. He wants Josh out. You know, he now wants Nelson out, you know, and then and, and, and then the rest. So how great would it be if Polly was here? Do you think Polly and Devin would work together? Um, No, Polly. I think be, they might. Polly would be working with Josh and and Casey. They, what? they would have talked preseason and Polly and Josh have a deep hatred towards each other. Were, well, Josh is everybody doesn't really like Josh. You, you find <laughs> out later he's ruining games for everybody. So, you know, I, I think Polly would easily fall into a big. Bro I mean, why not? Those are numbers, you know, and there's a lot more people out there, you know. So um, I, I don't think Devin and and uh, and Polly would work together. No, no, I think they would. I really do. I wonder if we'll ever see it. I'm I'm at this point like waiting for Polly and 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 Cara to come back. So I don't need Cara to come back to be honest. But I would like Polly and I'd like Davon. I think that the Big Brother Davon said she's never coming back. I think that the Big Brother franchise really started out so strong on this show with Polly and Davon, and now we just have Fessy, Casey, and Josh. And I love and Josh. Amber B. And Amber B., who I don't know anything about, except for she is a part of my fave girls' alliance. Now, but the Survivor sect, which falls into the Big Brother sect, because they seem to be all sort of clicking up together as well, uh, Natalie and Jay, I think that they're, they're, they are gr great characters from the Survivor seasons so, yeah. that they played on. So, um, uh, you know, kudos to the Survivors that came over. We see a night out in their igloo. They're in the bar in the backyard, and we see a lot of people socializing. And then in, in, in an interview, Nelson says, we have the strongest alliance in the house yeah. for sure. Yeah. I want to just say uh, this socializing wasn't socializing. Ashley has to take a lot of notes, and so sometimes I have to sort of fill in the blanks with what's physically going on. They are having, like, dance. This is, like, the most fun I've ever seen anybody have on one of these, like, uh night outs they're having like dance offs and stuff wow. like where they're like literally like two people head to head dan having dance offs and it seemed like such a fun night in the igloo mm. um so uh yeah and 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 i think what we're you know we're seeing nelson and Corey dancing and we're seeing um you know we're seeing pe people who are aligned together dancing and i think i think showing us this is really supposed to hammer home that fact that wow look we're all great friends and no one's going to double cross anyone fessy in an interview says Corey and nelson are my boys then we see tori and devin talking <laughs> i mean did he say did you write down what he actually said i wrote down Corey and nelson are my boys fessy flew out to los angeles for the gender reveal yeah for Corey. Corey. So, i mean that is that's big that's tight that's not just boys we're friends we're partying it's like come to my family that's a life gathering event. So right there, I'm like, oh, this is a click. Like, they're really friends out of the house, and this is going to be really tough if they all three decide to actually really strategize and work together. Because, I mean, that's that's real, you know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Tori and Devin are talking, and they're basically saying, like, who are the people that you, like, you you don't want to touch you only get three who are you who are they for you and tori says you know anisa and fessy that team devin says anisa and fessy are safe like who are who are the other two you only get three tori says Corey and leroy and then devin says he wants to protect kyle nam and ct 
So that really just leaves, you know, Nani and Josh, Jay and Teresa, and Nelson and Amber. Isn't it kind of sick that even Tori just refers to the teams by the guys who are on their teams? Yeah. I've noticed that throughout this entire show that people, would, they'll just, even the women on the show refer to the teams by which guy is on the team. But I think that is because Tori has an alliance with Corey. She doesn't have an alliance with Natalie. Right. Tori okay. has an alliance with Leroy. She doesn't have an alliance with Casey. Okay. So I think Tori is just naming. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So then we see um, Fessy talking to Gabby, and he's like flirting with her. And in an interview, he says, it's it's no secret that I'm feeling Tori, but she has a man, so I'm going to try and get with Gabby. Hmm. Amber M. says in an interview, Amber M. had a lot of interviews this uh, episode, by the way. She says in an interview, Gabby is so smart and can see through Fessy. I can't tell if Gabby's into this. I mean, she tells him, like, you're not going to get in my bed at the end of the night. Amber also says, because Fessy's got no game, and he has no game. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I I would like to see the no game a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't, he seems like talking to him is like watching paint dry, and maybe that's what they mean. Mm. Back at the house, Tori is clearly drunk talking to Josh, who we just assume is drunk. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Devin's coming after you. He hates you. And then the challenge starts playing really tense, foreboding music, which is great because it's also um, overshots of Josh walking through the hall, which means Josh is about to do something. Josh walks up to Casey and Jay, who are sitting outside, and he says, Devin's going to try and vote for me. And then... All of a sudden, he kind of just like turns on Jay. He's like, "Do you trust me? You don't trust me." And Casey's like, "Casey's like, Josh, stop! Like, you're my number one. I'm working with Jay. You can trust him." Right. And Josh is like, "Don't make me an enemy, Jay." And Jay's like, so confused. So the first thing he says to Jay is he's talking to Casey about what Tori just told him about Devin, and then he looks over at Jay and goes, "You're you're you're like friends with Devin, right?" And then Jay's like. I'm not as close to Devin as I am with you, you know, and that's how this starts. Mm. So something in his mind is telling Josh that Jay is with Devin. Uh, We have other theories that Ashley really brought onto the table why he picks this fight with Jay because he does pick a fight. They don't fight, but they kind of argue and bitch at one another. It's like very weird. Um, and, And Jay's you know smaller than josh and josh is like towering over him because jay's sitting down it's just not good and and you can tell josh is drunk and he's got something he's like chewing on something this entire scene which i think is funny that they keep showing his face and he's kind of got something stuck in his teeth and it's just very and this is also the scene scene i singled out where josh is kind of walking around all stiff and weird Josh is just kind of drunk and and eating, and he's just kind of a mess here. And Casey is just like, what are you doing to our game, Josh? You're fucking everything up here. She says you're roguing the fuck out. Yeah, you're roguing the fuck out, which I like. He's gone rogue. Um, you know, Ashley brought this to my attention, and I uh, completely agree. Josh is building a case for why he's going to go after Jay for his gold skull. Mm-hmm. He thinks he can beat Jay because Jay's smaller than him. And so in order for it to not feel like he's blowing off his alliance, he's trying to make it sh- seem to the house that Jay is against him by just saying, I don't trust him, I don't trust him, I don't trust him. Now, we did get that interview earlier during the Teresa and Jay conversation about Jay saying he's floating around trying to be friends with everyone. So there may be credence to what Josh has seen about him maybe palling around with Devin in that side of the house and Josh not liking that. So there might be a little of a column A, a little column B, but column C is all Josh ruining people's games and acting like a baby. (laughs) And also, once again, making me laugh through this entire scene. In the morning, we see Josh talking to Nani and Casey. He's saying he doesn't want to work with Jay. We get an interview from Nani saying Josh's social game gets messy. Nani has a really fun Josh moment in this episode, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it. But she, you know, she's got to do, as a partner of Josh, she's got to do a lot of, like, trying to keep him in line work. Um, we see Jay kind of like walk by and then turn around. They're like, Jay, come back. Come talk to us. And he's like, I, I don't know. You can tell that there's still tenseness from the night before. That brings us to... Well, Jay enters and goes, all right. He goes over to Nani and Josh just gets up and walks away. There you won't go. E- won't even listen to Jay. 
That takes us to deliberation. Leroy says, this is going to be a tough one today. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that the names I've heard or the teams I've heard are Jay, Josh, and Nelson, because they all are working under the assumption that it's going to be a guy's night. I mean, Nelson says, let's look at the numbers. I know supposedly it's supposed to be a gal's night, but let's look at the numbers. Tonight is going to be a guy's night. There's too many guys in the house and not enough women. Anissa says anything could happen. We don't know what's going to go on. And in an interview, Teresa says we never feel safe. Nelson says, um, he speaks up to the house. He goes, I know a lot of people have been talking about my partner, but she's a beast. Don't underestimate her. And it's brought to our attention that basically everyone's going around saying Amber's really small and not a good player. Um, I don't know. If she's not doing well in dailies, I'm not seeing that. So I I can't tell. Does somebody She's small, but so is Nani. So is Big T. I don't know why Amber is getting singled out for not being super athletic. Does somebody say on this show that she looks like she's just here to party i think devin said that at some point no somebody aside from devin says Mm. this Mm. um i think we're just not seeing the fact that she's like not really taking this seriously show us that i'd like to know why she's getting this reputation in the house Corey in an interview says right now nelson is just trying to be the best partner he can Josh says during the deliberation um, to everybody, Devin has made it clear that I'm an option. Leroy says to Josh, okay, then, like, who would you want to go against if you are, you know, an option for Devin? And then that's when Josh says, I assume Josh is going to say Jay. And then the house is going to then vote for Jay. Josh says, I'm not going to call anyone out. I thought that was cool. Nani in an interview says, Jay knows there's a good chance he's going into this elimination. Now it's time to vote. Um, everybody's going in to vote. Nothing to say about this here except for that Nelson gives a funny little speech before he yeah, votes. Yeah, Nelson was like, I would not sacrifice myself for anybody else because that would mean I wouldn't win the challenge. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is vote for the other person who might go in instead of me. Yeah. And we're like, I like that the, whoever was in there with him, like, explain a little bit about, like, your choice that you're making. He's like, well, it seems to me that I shouldn't vote for myself. Right, guys? Right? I shouldn't, right? He, meanwhile, I thought he was citing the fact that he had sacrificed himself for Corey last season. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be like, I'm not going to sacrifice myself this season. It's all about me. But instead, he was like, instead of voting for myself, I'll vote for Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, Nelson. Tori and Devin get to see who has been compromised. I don't think we learned anything that interesting here. Um, I think the thing was, the big uh, uh, thing was that, um, who? so who was compromised? Nelson and... Amber B. And we see who voted for them. We see that Anissa has voted for them. I assume when I see Anissa has voted for them... My assumption is that she has done that for Tori so that Tori, as the double yeah. agent, can go up against Amber in elimination. So this is like a big thing. I mean, did we talk about this yet? And I don't know if it had come out on the sh- on this part of the show yet, but Tori wants her skull. And Tori's like, if it's like a hall brawl or something, like, I want to go in. And I mean, we talked about it earlier when she singled out Amber, obviously. So now it's they've won and they're, and they're in there and... Tori is really trying to tell Devin, like, I'm going in there. And Devin's like, hell no, like, because we don't know what the deal is and I don't want to go in there. And so there's tension there to like, I want to get in there. Let me get in there. So now we're kind of we, we see that uh, who were the compromised agents that's uh, Nelson and Amber. And now it's actually coming. It's coming to the point like, oh, shit, I can take out Amber. So now you can see Tori's like pretty jacked up and they're having this. It's not heated, but it's like definitely like Tori's like, whoa, 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 like. I should be able to go in there and get my skull. And Devin's saying, you think it's going to be a girl's night, but it's not going to be. Look around. There's too many guys here. Too many ladies have been DQ'd. Then they have a conversation about Josh. Do you remember this? Yes, where he was like, listen, I need Josh out. Let's vote Josh. And she goes, I can make Josh not go for you. I can. I can can make him lay off you. Um, And she's, she's adamant about this. Um, then Devin looks at her and goes, Tori, we, we've both been on this show for a while. Like, think about how this show works. And then, and then Tori's like, 
mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, so, I mean, because I thought that was ridiculous. Meanwhile, she was the one who fucking revved his ass up when he fucking went after Jay. Yeah. Like, why? I don't understand why, not to go back, but why did she go up to him? What political reasons to go up to Josh, other than being drunk after the igloo party? Yeah. Being like, he fucking hates you. Devin fucking hates you. Like, why rile him up? I, I had thought at the time it was to put herself in a better position to be able to go up against Amber in some way, mm-hmm. but I just didn't see where I could find the connection. I'm starting to believe she was just drunk and just trying and just talking too much. I think so. But they kind of leave there in agreement, but we still don't know exactly what's going to go on. So then we see Amber and Corey talking, and then Corey says in an interview, I don't know why Nelson chose Amber M. She's here to party. That's what it was. Okay, she's just clearly here to party. Okay, we're not seeing that. Um, and it's interesting. Everybody seems to be partying and to single out one person and being like, yeah, but they're really here to party tells me that they don't give a shit at all because there's clearly people partying. Um, and I, I like this scene because finally you get Nelson and Corey together and Nelson is like, no one's around. And he's like, why did I pick her? Like, he doesn't know why he picked her. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, the way they picked teams was so, you know, you just gotta be like Corey. It was crazy. Like I I didn't know. I didn't want to go without a person. And I think I knew her a little bit and I don't know, but he does not know why he picked a rookie. Yeah. And we see in this scene, Corey and Nelson are talking, then scene you're talking about. And we saw, Corey holding Nelson's hand. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was like a weird hand holding thing. And you were like, what's that? And like, I was like, are they dancing? What's going on? And I learned um, on the internet that in the challenge before, so in that challenge that hurt, two people got their arms Arms broken, Nelson dislocated his finger. So Corey was like kind of massaging or like trying to help his finger in some way so nelson oh. has a dislocated finger and wow i did not know that something to know and other people in the house know about it oh um okay so we we see that and then we see fessy and josh they're in the hot tub they're talking josh says i'm ready like put me in there i want to do this then we see a workout working out montage and then the green light is going off. Elimination has been activated. They're all going into the arena. What is it that they call it again? The uh, crater. Crater. They're going into the crater. Tori says in an interview, it's a hall brawl. I can see it's a hall brawl. And then Nelson in an interview says, I hate hall brawls. And then that's when it was brought up to me and Ashley's attention that, oh shit, remember that hall brawl between him and Rogan that literally took Rogan off the challenge? Like, she, uh, right? He, he he did not come back after that season and I well, think it was I think because he, he was having back surgery, right? I thought it was because of D. I think people hated Rogan uh, from... I don't know, but it screwed their bodies up and it was such a brutal, brutal hall brawl and I was... When I saw that the hall brawl was coming back here and I was like, please don't make this a guy's day. I really don't want to see Nelson in another hall brawl, let alone another two men in a hall brawl. They, It's too... You know, we what we know about concussions and CTE now, it's like, why are we going head first slamming into one another where there's no other way to get around a person in this hall brawl? It's too brutal. I am it's not watching brutal. the challenge to see people get hurt. Really? I don't know why they keep doing this. I, yeah. I, it's so irresponsible. And it is not, they're not satisfying the majority of their fan base with this. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I don't think guys should do hall brawl anymore. I agree I was, with Nick. I was if, really hoping here that it was not a guy's day. If you have a professional football player on the show, which Fessy was... I think he was a really highly rated college player. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't put don't allow hall brawl to happen. Really. Ugh, I, I'm so disappointed with that. Um, so as they're walking up, it's hall brawl. Everyone's saying it's hall brawl, and then Fessy says to Tori, "Do you want to put me in?" And Tori says, and we're seeing this through closed captions. Tori says, uh, "It's Nelly," like meaning like Nelson's the one that's been voted in by the house. And then Fessy says. So put me in. Right. And we're kind of seeing this already as a build up to this moment. Fessy is, is, he keeps, anytime you get an interview from him and he's talking about his alliance with, uh, you know, the Young Bucks or Nelson and Corey, 
there's just something in his voice that tells me that it's an alliance, but he's going to do whatever he can to win. And then he knows eventually he's going to have to go up against these guys. You know, Nelson and Corey want to just run the final with him. Like, that's when he wants to go up, That when they want to go up against uh, Fessy, not in an elimination here. So we don't know what's going to happen, and we don't know at this point whether or not it's a guy's day or a girl's day. So, you know, we'll, we'll see in a second and whether or not uh, what, what Tori's decision is. So TJ says the agents who have been compromised are an Amber are Amber M and Nelson. Come on down. Josh in an interview says, if I am confident in anything, it's this. Josh is ready to go. TJ um, says to Tori and Devin, you have a decision to make. Do you want to come down into the crater? And that's when Tori says to TJ, we need clarification. Like, I want to go in there, but is it if it's a guy's day, I don't want my partner to go in. He's already got a gold skull. And TJ's basically like, I'm not going to give you shit. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, just tell them. Don't don't not tell them it's it's it takes away from the strategy why would you go in again if you already have a skull guys like yeah, it doesn't make any up. sense it's stupid this is a stupid stipulation agreed um so then we have like Devin, who's just looking at tori like don't do it don't i'm telling you it's going to be a guys don't do it now i'll make sure you get a skull and then uh there's a commercial and when we come back tori says to tj it looks like we'll, we'll pass looks, looks like, like unfortunately we'll we're gonna have to pass on this one tj yeah, and then TJ's like, okay, who what are they who are the agents you're gonna put in? And Tori says, Tonight I'm gonna try and help some friends get a skull. So I'll be voting in Anisa and Fessy. And this rocks rocks the rest of the house. Rocks them. They are like, What is going on here? And once again, Fessy is involved in something during the crater vote that rocks the entire house. Let's let's not forget that when he made a decision uh, earlier in this game and you get interviews from Corey being like, what's this guy doing? We didn't talk about this. So once again, Fessy is sort of immediately in interviews being blamed for what's what's happened here. He's This is not the way it was supposed to go down. We see Josh. Josh is pissed. Josh keeps going, wow, wow, wow. And then Nani goes, shh, Josh, <laughs> which I really <laughs> love. So funny. That was a knee slapper for me. Big T in an interview says Fessy is acting all sorts of shady, and I love it. Josh is yelling at Tori, send me down. Please send me down. Nam looks at Anissa, and he goes, is it okay? Like, are you okay? And then Anissa's like, yeah, it's okay. Fessy in an interview says, listen, I'd be doing myself a, a disservice if I didn't do this now. This is my thing. Hall Brawl's my thing. I got to go in there. Um, Devin votes as his partner for Fessy and Anissa. And then Fessy in an interview says, um, you know, I thought I was doing yourself a favor. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I wrote that down. I thought I was doing you a favor. Oh, to Josh, because Josh is flipping out that he wasn't picked and he's all ready to go down he's saying, there. I thought I was doing you a favor by going in with that for, for instead of you being called in. You know, all we saw on the show was Josh saying, put me in, put me in, put me in. Now, I hate to do this, and maybe I won't ever do this again, but I, we are recording this a little later than we normally do because we had to do an interview for our Monday show, so I did have a chance to listen to this Challenge podcast. Wow. And Josh apparently told Tori many times, don't put me in. That was not shown oh my on the God. show. Um, also, Anissa knew that she was possibly going to be put in. Yeah, she acted she, like she, she did. She asked for it, so this was really to help Anissa out too. Because she wanted to go up against Amber Cause, M. Because Tori and Anissa are are thickest thieves on this show and still are, so they're like besties on this show. She, she, Tori's not going to do anything against Anissa and, and blindside her. And number three, um, I I she did not. No one knew what was going to happen after the hall brawl so we'll, we'll we'll get into it fessy this is really the double crossing that we see happen to fessy fessy once again and i'll, and I'll say it after this episode in a few minutes i said it last episode I, said, I think i said it in the first episode too fessy is messy he's playing a bad game here this is he has to now win everything if he is going to play a game like he's playing double crossing and and just playing too hard too fast so let's talk about what happens tj says it's going to be a guy's elimination night nelson in an interview says i am shocked a lesson has been learned fessy in an interview says i did not give him a heads up 
Leo in an interview says, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Corey in an interview says, wow, this is showing Fessy's true colors. He's a dirty player. Nelson in an interview says, out of all the people here, you had to do this to me. Then we see them do the hall brawl and it is brutal. We have Jay yelling. He's trying to hurt him. Everyone's talking about how Fessy's playing dirty. We see Fessy rip off um, Nelson's like visor on his helmet so that he can start attacking his eyes apparently he was throwing dirt in his eyes and pulling his dislocated finger um he's playing so dirty to the point that when they do the second round well fessy wins the first round fessy wins the first round and then tj says no more playing dirty can you believe that? And Fessy, no more playing dirty. Fessy. He directs it towards Fessy. I mean, Fessy, it's crazy. no more playing dirty. I mean, uh, after this first collision on this first round, uh, Fessy in an interview says he's been playing, you know, pretty top level football for his entire life, and that was the hardest hit he's ever t- he's ever been involved in. Yeah, Nelson's a fighter, and that's why he's oh, that's why he's so good on the show. So he, they, Fessy wins this first one. It's rugged. It's gross. The second one goes, and it's best of three. Another rugged, gross hall brawl. Fessy wins. Fessy wins, but he doesn't win in a way that he can be proud of. No. He has a bad showing. He played dirty, and it took a lot out of him to beat Nelson to the point that we get an interview from Teresa saying, like, I don't think he's as strong as a competitor as everyone thinks right. he is. And it's just, this is one of those things you win, but you lost because what he's, do- the damage he's doing to his game and his alliance is immense, and it's going to continue. Yeah, it really is going to continue. In uh, in a post-elimination interview, Nelson says, I saw your true colors. I mean, this is heartbreaking, saying goodbye to Nelly in this way. Fessy in an interview says, you have to be selfish to compete for a million dollars. Yeah, you have to be selfish, but you also have to be strategic. Yeah, really. Uh, That's a big part of it. TJ to Nelson says, like, what do you have to say about everything that went down tonight? And Nelson says, the entire time I thought, is Fessy really doing this? Is he really doing this? A friend has been lost tonight, TJ. Wow. And then he goes, it's a blessing to be here, y'all. Like, enjoy your time. Um, Corey in an interview says, Fessy, you better believe it. I'm going to get revenge. So this is fantastic. I, I love see, it. Now I'm like, so now I've at least something has been built here for me to now I'm looking towards Corey's game. Now I'm like, Ooh, I want to see Corey get revenge me for too. Nelson, uh, on Fessy. And, uh, it has added to this series for me because yeah, we eliminated Nelson, but that built a storyline for me. Um, I mean, this is pro wrestling, baby. 101. It's just like you need you need to have somebody to revenge against. You yep. need to get you need to get beaten in order to persevere and make it feel all that much better. So now I'm looking for this Corey and Fessy. Oh, yeah. I'm so looking forward to that. And And I believe that Corey will try and get revenge on Fessy. I think that is the kind of player Corey is. And I think that Corey has an allegiance to Nelson on the show and outside of the show. So I think that Fessy is going to get his. And is this the last person that Fessy pisses off before this episode's over? No fucking way. TJ says to Fessy, congrats, Fessy. You beat your friend Nelson. (laughs) That is so fucking awesome that TJ did that to Fessy. That is so awesome. It was pretty incredible. Nelson literally just said, we're not friends anymore. And he's like, well, congrats, Fessy. You lost a fucking friend. Yep. Congrats, you idiot. Amazing. It was so good. That's the one. That's a top five TJ moment for me. And then he's like, do you want to you know, stay with your partner or infiltrate? And Fessy's like, I feel like I'm going to be taken from her eventually. So Fessy's like setting it up like, Anissa, someone's going to take me from you. Ample opportunities to have done that already, and it hasn't happened. And when he says this, everybody's like looking around at like, who's this guy fucking think he is? What is he about to do? He says, so I'm going to infiltrate and take Leroy's partner, Casey. Wow. Wow. What a mistake. Casey is in your big brother alliance, you big dummy. You need to be spread out into two different teams, okay? The two of you being together hurts you. You need to be separate. And so it's Anissa and Leroy, and uh, that's fine for me. Well, it doesn't matter. Hold on. 
Hold on. And Leroy says in an interview, you just dug yourself in a deep grave, Fessy, interview with Anissa. She says, Fessy is selfish. Fessy in an interview says, this is going to come with a lot of consequences, but I got my gold skull. I got my ticket to the final. Then TJ goes to Leroy. Hey, Leroy, who do you want to be partnered with, Anissa or Amber M? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, he chooses Anissa. It's a vet. Easy, easy choice for him. He goes down. They kind of embrace, but they're kind of all thrown, you know. And so that means uh, since Michi needed a partner, Michi and Amber M are now not only partners, but the tiniest team in the house <laughs> and the bottom of the barrel. So good luck to them both. Tori in an interview says, I definitely have a target on my back now because she like helped Fessy orchestrate. She knocked that domino. She hit the first domino. She's the reason all these horrible moves happen. Such a fallout for her next episode, I would assume. And, uh, you know, um, you know, Fessy in an interview says, I showed my cards tonight. Now I might as well burn down the entire house. Right. I mean, it, 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 it as dumb as a move as this was, I do enjoy the shakeup that this is uh, going to uh, lead to. Um, Fessy really, fu- I think, fucked his whole game up. I like when Casey came down. Casey was like, yeah, thanks. Like, <laughs> uh, like you can tell like her look on her face is like this fucking guy completely put a target on our team like welcome to the bullshit team is what she says she says something like that right <laughs> like well welcome to the fire like you're we're now on we're we are now have the biggest targets on our back and that's true oh you know fessy also says like you know and this is this is the truth of it he's like okay like i have my skull i pissed a lot of people off but like now you're gonna have to take it from me if you want and that mm-hmm. is going to be hard I, I i've talked to ashley about this they always talk about like the balance of games on this show and eliminations most of these eliminations have been physical so far. I'm, I'm not seeing that many. You know, it's probably like a, a puzzle for every four physical things. I just don't see people being comfortable enough to call somebody like Fessy out. And I think Fessy will be running this final. I agree. So um, whether you think it was a dumb move, he blew his game up. I think he blew his alliances game up. Yeah. And I think he was selfish. But I do think I do think it's going to be it's going to be really tough. He blew up his game for future seasons. Yeah. If this is his last season and he wins a million dollars, then it was worth it. Sure. But if he plans on coming back, I mean, people aren't going to trust him. No. I mean, all sides. I mean, he had it covered. He had the field covered. He had the young bucks, mm-hmm. and he had the the Big Brother Alliance, which mm-hmm. extends to a CBS Survivor Alliance, and he had it covered. He and really did. He, in my opinion, blew it up. But I do think that him getting his skull, it's, it is going to be tough to take his skull. So we'll see what happens. That has been the episode. Thank you for listening. Um, very excited for next week. Make sure you're listening to our show, our regular show over on uh, Monday. Uh, we watched uh, a show called Married at First Sight, and we had an interview, a fun conversation with comedian Joe Firestone. Uh, she watched it as well. We recorded, we filmed that interview, which will be up on our YouTube in a few days. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube as well. And if you want to hear our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash reality blows. You can find all things reality blows at reality blows podcast.com and as always may tj let you know that you just took your friend out you done fucked up goodbye bye